Warning, this podcast contains adult situations, mature language, violence, blood, gore, hideabu scenes, prisoners, iconic symbology, what-the-fuck moments, and jetpacks. Listener discretion is advised. What the fuck can they do now? Hello and welcome to another edition of the Spyrokin Monger Review. I'm your host, Zan. How are you doing today? Pretty good, I'm hoping. As you can tell, I'm a little stuffed up. I'm not feeling so hot. Went out with some friends, was drinking last night, got a little messed up, and my throat is kind of bad enough. Tastes like someone died in my mouth. Well, either way, it doesn't matter here or there. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome. Hope you enjoy this podcast. And those of you who are returning, hey, how you doing? Hope you're doing pretty good. For those of you who don't know, Spark Inside that provides information and reviews about manga. Pretty much what happens is every episode I'll review one to two manga depending on the situation or from in the mood. And I tell you a little bit about the manga, give you information about who wrote it, who created it, what it's about, so you know if the manga is worth reading or not. I mean, you don't have to agree with anything I say, but hopefully I entertain you enough just to make a correct decision on if you want to read this manga or not. You don't have to go to the bookstore and just go through all the crap to find the pure gold. I mean, you don't have to agree with anything I say, but. I just give you my opinion, and you can see if you enjoy it or not. I try my best to be unbiased, but it's kind of impossible. If you hate something, you can't protect it. Example, worst, a lot of people like it. I personally despise it. Anyway, doesn't matter. So, what else is new with Zahn? Well, nothing much, really. Just been kind of cool and relaxed and, well, chilling out a little bit. And, honestly, just things have been kind of, well, honestly... They've been kind of weird, but that's neither here nor there. I know I haven't had a guest host on in a while. been trying to get someone to come on, but most people are just too busy. You know, they have real lives. I mean, it's not like I work. Well, I do work, but, you know, I work. Hang out with my brother, who he's going to have a baby soon, and, well, hang out with Belchan and a couple other people, and relax and just do things. Sometimes crazy things, sometimes strange things. Um, if you want to contact me, you can contact me at spirekin at gmail.com or 206-426-6665. That again is 206-426-MONK. I am also on Twitter under Spirekin. You can check us out under iTunes or you can check out the website spirekin.podbean.com. And if you have an Xbox Live account, you can message me or add me as a friend as Zan space Spirekin. And that's X-A-N, not S-A-N. Uh, so we should get on with it, shouldn't we? Because we have a lot to cover today because, well, today's you're in for a treat because... If you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Manga Review, I spun the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated to me that I'd be reviewing a very violent series, a very fucked up series, a very 
strong series. Now, what am I speaking about? I'm speaking about the ultimate violent story, a very famous story, which was known as the story of Ricky, but as we know it as Ricky O. Written originally by Masahiko Kojo and illustrated by Sorowatari Tetsuya, it was originally published by Shuisha and came out around 1988 through 1990. The series is complete with 12 volumes and originally was released in Business Jump magazine. There's also an OVA, well, two OVAs, and a live-action movie, which is completely bizarre and strange. And I would reckon say this is a Senin martial arts post-apocalyptic dystopia adventure action drama prison story. Whew, I know, that was a big mouthful, but I just had to get that out of the way before we get into the complete insanity, which is Ricky O. Now, to be honest with you, Ricky O could be described as, well, the ultimate male power fantasy, because it is a guy who does horrific and horrible things, and really doesn't get any flack for it, and he's not, he considers himself not the victim for some horrific things that he does. Like, he blames someone else for him doing things. Well, let's get on with it. Now, Rikio, like Fist of the North Star, remember that from last episode, was about dystopian future. That one was, well, atomic blast caused everything from a wasteland. And this one is a little different. And this alternate future, 2010, which is next year, which is going to suck. But anyway, global warming devastated the Earth. And currently, the world is in a kind of dep economic depression. Things have increased. So what's happened is that a lot of the prisons have become privatized. Meaning that, well, as opposed to the government running a prison, it's like a military institute or a just a private business owns it. So they're they're in control of everything that goes on, and they have final say on what can be done to prisons and prisoners. So as opposed to having control over it, where you know you have some order, there's pretty much no order. And in Riccio, you have this prison which is well completely and utterly insane. It's broken up into four wings, north wing, south wing, east wing, west wing, and each one's ruled by an evil guard. And then they go and report to their advisor who is the administrator of the prisoners, like the vice warden, and then you have the warden. And it's completely corrupt and insane. And, well, story introduces our main character, who is Ricky O. Saiga, or Saiga Ricky O. And Ricky O, which is the mighty king, is a guy with a star of David on his hand, on his right arm. There's a lot of weird iconology. And so essentially, this guy is Super Jew, to quote Daryl Surratt. This guy is just completely and utterly just badass and kick-ass. And, well, as he's in this prison, you don't know why he's there. You found out that he was there because of a crime. He killed someone because of something in retaliation for something and he's in jail now and you don't want to fuck with Riccio and he goes there and he's just ends up decimating all these people and now I could go into and explain every little detail so on and so forth however I'm just going to read you a list of shit which happens in this in kind of a very sequential order and just tell me how absurd this gets okay so let's start this list from the beginning which would be okay one you punch a guard through the mouth. Two. Oh, sorry. Sorry, the list is going backwards. Sorry, I completely fucked up. Anyway, so let's start over. One. Nails through the through a hand that go into the eye. Next. Punching a hand through a stomach. Two. Three. Catching a pencil with the palm of your hand, meaning the pencil goes through the palm of your hand into the other side and you don't even flinch. 
three. A punch to the side of the head and then to the ribs, and the ribs get knocked out of the other side. Next, you have a guy with a claw for a hand and a fake eye, and in the fake eye is breath mints. Next, an air punch that's like 10 feet away that ends up breaking someone's nose. Next, an injury which breaks all the tendons on your arm. You get stabbed and you, all your tendons get cut off. And then you fix this by tying it like a shoelace. Absurd yet? We haven't even gotten past page two of my list. Next. Okay, uh... Ultimate prison guards look like like football players in spiked armor. Uh, a man punched through the chest. Well, arm goes through the chest, that's expected. But what about if you punch a guy in the chest and his heart shoots out the other side? Yeah, okay. Next one. A bullet that causes people to explode. Um, okay. I'm just getting... Alright, at this point it's just getting completely strange at this point. Um, let's see now. Symbology of the Star of David with the swastika in it? I mean, there's a symbol of the Star of David with the swastika, which should not even work because Jews and Nazis hated each other. You're like, what the fuck is going on? At this point, you should be like, what the fuck is he talking about? He's just rambling, just random things. That is Ricky O. Ricky O is just, we're gonna just make this ultimate power fantasy to have shit happen which you're just completely boggled by. And all the stuff I just read was within seven chapters. That isn't even the end of the first story arc. Seven chapters. I mean, once it gets into once it gets into story arc two, then it gets absurd. I mean, he punches out a fucking elephant, an elephant. He just goes, bam! Elephant goes down. Then you got then you have this other guy who just is kind of like, yeah, you can't defeat me. And it's just completely and utterly, you're like, what the fuck is going on with this? Seriously, I mean. I mean, last week when I reviewed Fist of Monster, I really did not get into how absurd some of the stuff is. I mean, the fact that you have these uberly powerful and insane villains with mohawks and with fat that you could punch and stuff happens, and it was just kind of odd, but you kind of got it. Ricky O, at a point, you're like, what the fuck? You just, it, you see shit on the internet all the time, and you're like, okay, this is fucked up, this is fucked up, two hands, one cup, and you have this and that and this and that and when you see just crazy shit that just boggles your mind in this after a while you're like okay so his he just punched him and his jaw came off alright and that other guy okay he punched his head off but he's still screaming and he's running towards him alright and you're kinda like okay par for the course par for the course then you see something which should technically not freak you out and then it freaks you out like you know, like I said, I've described all this stuff, and I really, after, like, the first little bit, I really did not bat my eye at it. Then I saw them with jetpacks. And I was like, jetpacks? Jetpacks? What the fuck? Jetpacks? And I, I was just boggled by this. I wasn't shocked by the fact that there was a guy a minute ago who, when he got punched in the leg, his leg ripped itself off. Just by being punched in the knee, his leg ripped off. That did freak me out. Jetpack shrieked me out. Now, what the fuck is wrong with this situation? It's 
Riccio is a truly, truly weird story. I mean, the whole premise is that Ricky, the main character, what happened was that he is in prison because of the fact that he met, he left school, he was like grade A student, was going to get to Todai, something happened, he disappears from school. He meets this little girl on the street, becomes her father figure, big brother figure, and she gets hit by a car. And what happens is when she goes to the hospital, the hospital didn't have enough money to buy medication because the local gang, well, they were kind of saying, look, you have to buy your medicine from us or else we're gonna we're gonna kill you and we're gonna burn down your business so they say okay so they end up giving this little girl who got hit by a car instead of giving her real medication because it's corrupt society and they end up having to give her opium so she's in an opium induced coma at this point which really sucks so um, Riccio ends up going to the guy who fucked everything up he ends up punching the guy's car because the guy is in the backseat of his limo Riccio punches the hood of the car, ends up killing the driver with that, then he punches the guy, the mob boss, in the leg, shattering his leg. And he ends up going to jail for that. And the reason why he wanted to go to jail was because of the fact that the drugs that the mafia was selling to the hospital were made in the jail. And then you're like, okay, so it's kind of a revenge scheme, right? No, there's more to it. He also went to there because he was born there. His mother for him and his twin brother, who has a swastika symbol on his right arm, and his name is Nachi, which is the Japanese word for Nazi. So it's essentially Super Jew versus Super Nazi, and it's, you're like, what the fuck? You're really like, well, why is this happening? This is all what the fuck at this point, it really is. And then from there, once you go through the whole prison arc, which is pretty cool and pretty violent, and you, I mean, you have a guy, one of the wing bosses, he gets a pitchfork through his head, stabbed in the back of his head. And for the rest of the series, you see him with the pitchfork still stuck in his head. Being they took off the stick, but the actual part which stabs is in his forehead. He's got the one spike through his mouth and the other two are by his ears. And he's fine. You're like, what the fuck? You really are. You're just completely boggled by this. You really are. I mean, what else do you have? Then you have once you get out of there you have the secret city this secret underground hidden coast with all this crazy shit happening it's like you know no one knows this coast like if you fly an airplane over it's like the Bermuda Triangle and all your systems go nuts it's completely radioactive but people live there and there's also these evil guards that watch it with elephants hence the reason why Riccio punched an elephant out and so in this elephant filled crazy place he ends up ending up in a different prison and becomes a boss because the guy's gonna punt, not feed another guy and there's a guy who's filled with gold for no reason you know they said oh he robbed a bank and he put all the gold in his body okay then from there they end up getting into a huge tournament which is a pretty cool idea and I would love to see a professional wrestler do this like I can see Mick Foley in this type of ring I mean besides the fact that it has barbed wire ropes outside there are spikes so if you throw a guy out of the ring he's gonna end up on the spikes and go with spikes through his body and through his head. I mean, seriously. This is completely and utterly what the you and I I've heard there's even more crazy shit in this that happens later. I mean I have so far made it to I think chapter twenty out of seventy five. Cause you can't get Riccio, there is no way they would release this in the United States, which sucks. 
I mean, but there's the Nazi references. The, this offends Jews. This defense offends. It offends Jews. Defends prisoners. The offends pretty much everybody possible except for women. It offends. And I doubt they'd ever release it, which kind of sucks, but it's understandable. But the fact is, it's completely and utterly insane. It would be kind of cool to read in an actual Takaban format instead of having to read it online under scanlation. I mean, you could find the whole thing, which is pretty nice and pretty cool. But realistically, you know, you just can't really picture this without actually reading it because you would have to read this just for it to make any freaking sense and I can't put it down I really can't because it's just so invested and so in depth and so fucked up but the thing is I don't know why it seems more graspable or graspful more you know it's more tangible to me than Fist of the North Star Wars, because Fist of the North Star took place in a dystopian future, it's all desert, Mad Max, and you can't really grasp it. This, Rakeel, you can grasp it more, because of the fact it is in a, well, it's, yes, dystopian future with nuclear waste, that there's all this stuff, you know, so on and so forth, but it's almost like, you know, privatized prisons, that's happening now. They're starting to say, oh, we'll make, we'll make more money, we'll get rid of the prisons if we can sell them to corporations, that's happening now. I mean, the movie Death Race with, um, Jason Statham, that's about a privatized prison. They're thinking about doing that now. That's a possibly which may happen. And, well, Ricky O is completely and utterly fucking... insane. It's bloody and violent and... Oh, that's right. And, and I mean, Ricky O, the fact that he is indestructible is just very, very fucked up. I mean, that's the thing which I was always kind of cool about is that the design for the backgrounds are very detailed. They're very detailed and very well done. The weaponry is done well. But then you see the characters, and they are completely over-the-top and cartoonish-looking. I mean, you got guys with huge heads, bug eyes. Like I said, there's a guy running around with a pitchfork in his head. And I don't mean, like, the top of the back of his head. He should be dead, and he's not. Oh, this is a truly what-the-fuck manga. It really is. And after, like I said, after a little bit, you just don't say what the fuck anymore. Just like, okay. I'll just go with it. Uh-huh. 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 I'll go with it. Yep. Yeah. There's also a movie which used to be shown on The Daily Show, which was a part of Rikio, and I heard it's very faithful to the manga, which I hope so, because there's a lot of very disturbing and fucked up things. I heard the anime is atrocious, but the live action is pretty cool. But you should, if you have a chance, I mean, check out the live action movie and then compare it to this and see if you like it or not. Again, this is not a women's manga, unless you like big, sweaty, scary guys with 15-packs. Which you may like, I don't know. It's very violent, it's uberly gory. I mean, uberly gory. It's pretty, just, very, well... Honestly, it is very gory. That's the one thing I don't like about it. It's very gory. Like... I mean... I'm used to violence, don't get me wrong. I've read a lot of violent manga over time. You know, like I said, you remember uh, MPD Psycho was gory and I was a little squeamish by it. But still, it wasn't as gory as this. I mean, MPD Psycho, you'd have people, yes, you'd see very methodical, clinical, cutting people decapitated, things like that. You'd see the after effects of it. You'd see a dead body with their ribs ripped off, with heads removed, with, you know, a cannibal... You know, you'd have little girls in 
dumpsters. I really didn't get into that. There was some very disturbing stuff later on in MPD Psycho, which I really did not want to get into, because it did get a little bit too dark. I mean, I like MPD Psycho, but it got a little too dark for my taste. But this is very, very just gory. It's not dark. It's not like methodical, like I'm going to have a little boy get eaten. But, for example, there's a scene when the first big boss, the warden, he is telling them what to make for dinner, and a guy makes a smart remark, and he's like, what do you say? And the guy drops the food they're preparing, which is turkey. And he's like, oh, you dropped one on the turkey. Tsk, tsk. Guard, his body's compensation. And they take this guy, and they put him into a meat grinder and grind him. And you're like, what? He's like, okay, so serve that to the prisoners now. They'll be fine. And you're like, what the... F I mean, yes, I just... It's not cannibalism, and it is pretty graphic. It's, but it was. I mean, it's more cartoonish violence, but it still is very gory. I mean, the part that you got a guy punch, you know, he punches a guy in the jaw. The jaw. You see the jawbone fly out. You see the tooth, the teeth, and you see half his jaw and the blood dripping out. I mean, there's one guy who he commits sepulchre for Ricky in front of Ricky and Ricky goes to stop him, and the guy then takes out his intestines to wrap around Ricky's neck to strangle him. I mean, it's pretty... I know I'm just making obligatory grunts at this point, but you're like, what? You can't. There's there's nothing you could say about fucking Rikio at this point besides what the fuck and why. I mean, if you just go as it as okay, this is really fucked up and violent, and don't try to think of the why, how, what, when, and where, you'll be fine. If you try overanalyzing this, you will go insane. You will truly go insane. Uh, oh, yes, I forgot. There is a guy currently in the current story arc I'm at who looks like M. Bison and talks like M. Bison. Talks about psycho power and whatnot. And I'm starting to think he is M. Bison. Or he was the predecessor to M. Bison because this came out in 88. Street Fighter came out, I think, 92, 93. Someone please email me with what it is. But holy shit. Holy shit. This, this is, <sighs> either way, I should get on with this, shouldn't I? Yes, so art style, like I said, backgrounds are very detailed, characters are very cartoonish, writing style, surprisingly the translators did an accurate and pretty good job in my opinion, I mean, it's done well, has that nice violet and fucked up vocabulary to it, I mean, some of the stuff is a little obnoxious, like them talking about, oh, the Star of David is meaning this because of the six triangles, blah, 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 and this is what the swastika means, blah, 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 and the prisoner is talking about this. It's a little bit odd, but who knows. Um, besides that, I know I'm using um, I usually, I've been a little bit better, people have said, so we'll see, but either way. So, what would I, else would I say about this manga? Well, it's violent, it's uberly gross, and, well, to be honest with you, pretty depraved. Um, if you're under the age of 18, I wouldn't recommend this. I mean, of course, you're going to get on the internet anyway, so I can't really defend against it or for it, but, you know, just use your judgment. If you're an adult, check it out, because it's designed for adults or businessmen, for salarymen to read on the train, and the fact is, I can't picture a salary man on the train reading, well, a young salary man, like my age, reading this and the thing and not freaking out, saying, yeah, punch him in the face! You know? 
It's like, I'll rip his head off. You just be like, what the fuck? Just, you know, I can't really describe who this could, what demographic this could be for currently. I mean, I'd say people my age, eh, well, anyone who's male and over the age of X would really enjoy it. If you Even if you're a girl and you like fighting manga, you may like this, or violent manga, you might like this. You know? it's Again, this is another one which isn't for romantic fans. There's not a lot of... Like I said, there's no women in it. There's, like, maybe a woman that shows up, I think, at 19, and she's a Itako, an old woman who's blind. I mean, I don't count Keiko, because Keiko, the little girl who got hit by the car, she's a little girl, and she's in there for, like, 12 panels, that's it. So she doesn't count. But still, it's very male-oriented, and if you're a guy, you will like it. You will love the violence behind it. And if you're a girl, well, you might like it for the pretty boys. Or you'll like it for the art. Or if you love blood and violence, you'll like it for that. Besides that, for that reason, I'll have to give Ricky O, the violence hero Ricky O, a really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't read this now, your brain will freeze, your soul will be forfeited, and your someone will punch you in the back of the head, and your eyes will flip out, and your soul will be forfeited to the great Zoma Gustav. Wahahahaha. I know. I'm giving a lot of really, really, really fucking cools. Which, as we all know, when I'm on a streak like this, after a while, it's gonna drip, and it's gonna be all shitty manga, which I'm gonna hate with a passion. We know this. When I have a string like this, it's gonna be shitty manga after this. It's all because of the wheel. You know? If you don't agree with me, check it out. I mean, again, if you want another review, listen to Daryl Surratt's review of this on Anime World Order, or I think Dave and Joel reviewed this. It is a very odd and obnoxious and very strange series, and I would love to have someone else talk to about this. I mean, some of my friends, I think, would go crazy about this manga. I mean, Baz, whew, he could actually give insight into some of these references and stuff, because it's from his time. I mean, he's not he's only ten years older than me, but still, he'd remember this stuff better than I would, because I was only seven when this came out. Seven years old! But, damn. Either way. Uh, so, I think that's it for this review for this episode, yes. And I'm sorry for all of you comedy and drama fans. I'm sorry, I'm just been going with these. But, I mean, last month was all horror, and this one's all uber-violence. Just, you know, I want to try doing two motifs, and then we'll go back to form in December. But, either way, so there's only two more. Two more violent ones, and then we'll go back to form seven, at 79 or 80. Well... Yeah, 79. We'll be back to normal with some regular stuff that should be more interesting, more unique, more cool. But, uh, is there any contest going on? Not really. It's just simple, similar. Please send me your emails with, you know, your top ten manga so I can put it on the Wheel of Manga. And it has to be one I haven't reviewed already. I've had people send me ones which is all just shit I reviewed. They want me to review it again. Think I'll give it a better review. The only one I really should have given a better review for is Hoshiwa Uta. Because I should have just written more notes and not, well, read it when I was drunk. I'm not going to lie, I was intoxicated when I drank. I read that manga. That's why it sounded so horrible. That was an early review. That was back when Mason was still on. I think that was number 9 or 11. No, it was 12. But never mind. Doesn't matter. 
Either way, just like I said, just send me to spirekin at gmail.com or you can even call it in at 206-426-6665. That again is 206-426-MONK. It's a toll-free number if I remember correctly, so you just call it and you're good. And just leave a voicemail with what your 10 manga you want me to review are and I'll put it on the wheel and I could spin it and we'll see what it comes up with. I mean, my lists are pretty complete. I mean, I have a long set of lists. I pretty much just take 10 manga, put it on, and then I cross them off the list, and I have 10 more, I put them on, and I never reuse them a lot. Unless it's something like this, like this theme month, where I'll just replace the one I took off. That's the only time. After that, it goes kind of weird. So that's kind of, the bets are a little hedged this month, because like I said, there's like 30 violent mangas, and if I have a list, I kind of remove one, and I just put the rest of them on there just to make it a little easier. You know? Because like with, uh, when I got Fist and North Star, I placed that with Violent Jack, which surprisingly I haven't gotten yet. I was surprised. It's I would have liked something from like the Devil Man creator, but guess we're not gonna get that. So oh without doubt, we will see what's gonna happen next because I'm gonna spin the soon oh wait, I should prepare it as usual. So I will. I know. It's that time we've all been waiting for. Time for the one the only the is a wheel of manga except no subject now what is the wheel of manga the wheel of manga is a wheel of fortune with 10 slots on what i've done as i've explained earlier is i've assigned 10 manga to the wheel of manga and i'm going to spin the wheel of manga whatever number it lands on that's what we're reviewing for the next episode of the spirekin manga review in this month of violence which i should have done something a little happier but so oh my god that's kind of ironic i spun it and it landed on 10 again but Unfortunately, it is not Ricky O this time, so I will not be reviewing this again. Instead, I will be reviewing the very sensual and Kazuo Koike friendly manga, which is ironically, well, this this is weird because ironically, this is also reviewed by Gerald from Anime World Order in the same episode that Daryl reviewed Ricky O. I'm gonna be reviewing Crying Freeman. Holy shit. Should I just, I'll, let me just spin this again. Hold on, I'm gonna spin this again just to make sure. Yep, crying Freeman landed twice on ten. Holy, sh what's going on with you, wheel? You just keep spinning on ten. What's going on? Do I have to get a new wheel? Is that what's going on? Crying. They're gonna. Uh, so apparently, I'm copying Anime World Order, and I'm gonna be reviewing. Crying Freeman by Kazuo Koike and Ryuichi Ikigami. So, next episode should be just as violent and just as fucked up as this one. So, I guess that's it for this episode of the Spirekin Manga Review. Thank you for... I appreciate all of you listeners. I'm going to keep going, keep reviewing, and keep trying to do the best I can. And I hope you guys enjoy, and as usual, this is Zan, and I am Gonsville. Later.
Today.